With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome into our number two of the early line right here on the Sports Grid Network. I am Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside. And as always, on Wednesday, we like to line up at least one target player prop, a line that we are anticipating, waiting to see where it will be posted for this coming week's action. Last week, we talked about with Patrick Mahomes and that over-touchdown passes prop, perhaps still playing value towards the under, following the numbers, where the juice might land, but just perhaps the straight number itself could be enough to get you to the window. And Donnie opens this up with one of the more fascinating target player props, I think, in the history of this segment. DRS, lead the way. Yeah, if you like pain, I got some pain for you here on Sunday. Now, you're probably going to be looking for some other games and, you know, getting ready for the holidays this weekend, getting some shopping done. But keep this in mind. The Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Kevin, are playing this weekend. Most would look at this game, skip right over it, and just get to another game they want to handicap or have some fun watching. Not me, pal. Because all year long, what have you been saying? Davis Mills stinks. That offense stinks. And technically, it does. But if you remember my comments last week when I said, all right, Tyrod Taylor, this isn't working out here for us. We got to go back to Davis Mills, not because we want to win football games, but because of the evaluation process. So I said last week heading into their game versus the Seahawks, which he threw for 331 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, a passer rating of 93. The goal for that game wasn't actually for the Houston Texans to win that game. The goal was to let the young kid throw the football, which he did time and time again, regardless of score. The same thing, Kevin, is going to take place this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And keep in mind, Houston actually already beat the Jacksonville Jaguars when Tyrod Taylor was quarterback on opening day. Similar lines as well. Minus three here, so you're getting a dog price at home for the Houston Texans. They won, and you're getting the Houston Texans again this week. But my player prop in this game is actually Davis Mills passing yards to the over. Donnie, you're crazy. How about his last two starts in the NFL here? 310, two scores versus the Rams. Pretty good defense here. Seattle Seahawks, 331 yards and a touchdown pass. I might even dip my toes in the water, Kevin, of a touchdown uh, throwing prop to the over also. Maybe even make it a triple threat with a team total over for the Houston Texans. But for my money this weekend, as crazy as it sounds, I'm looking for that Davis Mills passing prop to the over versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Donnie lists this number here, and I start to do a little bit of research, as I always do whenever Donnie delivers a target player prop. I like to come away with a take of my own. Donnie, did you know that Davis Mills has the most 300 passing yard games of this entire rookie quarterback class with three of them? Uh -huh. Mac Jones has two. Trevor Lawrence has two. Justin Fields and Zach Wilson have combined for an impressive zero 300 <laughs> passing yard games. Like, you want to talk about a bomb shot, Donnie. The alt-passing prop Davis Mills to throw for 300 yards is not a bad look in this game. I mean, last week's number, and this is what we always talk about here against Seattle, 217 and a half. What, are they going to move it? 50 yards? No, no. That's not how this stuff works. It is an unbelievable target player prop. I'm almost bashful to talk about my own with how much I've come away loving this Davis Mills prop. I cannot believe 
that I have an over on Trevor Lawrence's season-long passing yards, and I would have been better off with a Davis Mills season-long passing yards prop. Tremendous stuff there from the Stanford rookie. Let's bring the radio audience into the fold. We appreciate all those who are tuned in to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and DRS here going through some target player props on a Wednesday morning. Now, Donnie, I'm going to the quarterback position as well and I'm going to a market that you've talked about before on this show at different points the intrigue around Cam Newton and this is going to only get more interesting as the weeks go on Cam Newton has been involved now for four weeks with the Carolina Panthers since his return Cam Newton is four for four on scoring a touchdown with the Carolina Panthers yet last week that number went out and continued to grow a bigger plus price because the report was that Cam Newton and Day and uh, excuse me rather PJ Walker would be splitting time a plus 150 number cashes on Cam Newton anytime touchdown Donnie they have now said that they're going to continue to split time for Cam Newton and P.J. Walker. They're playing a very good Buffalo Bills defense this week here on the road. But I still think Cam Newton's going to get into the end zone because I have no reason to think Cam Newton won't get into the end zone. And I think you're going to continue to get it, Donnie, at around a plus 150 price. And it makes sense because when you get on the goal line, we've joked about this before. Remember just a couple weeks ago when you're talking about Cam Newton and, you know, his comeback into Carolina. Do you actually think if they're on the one-yard line with a read option, he's putting that football in the Chuba Hubbard stomach? No, he's going to keep that and rumble <laughs> into the end zone. And also, if you guys didn't see a few weeks ago here, the New England Patriots game plan when they went to Buffalo, yeah, let's keep running the football. They're going to do the same thing here. Cam Newton probably, if Carolina scores a rushing touchdown, it will be him. The fascinating thing, though, is how they all need to... Maybe FanDuel just won't post props overall, which, fair enough, I can't blame them when it comes to a Cam Newton, but I don't know how you are meant to book a starting quarterback that you know will be benched for a period of the game, which is they've already told us will happen. Finish with 178 against the Atlanta Falcons. We'll come right back. We'll talk updated win totals. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Back right here on the Sports Grid Network. Kevin Walsh from Donnie Wright side. Set to break down some updated NFL win totals as become customary here on these Wednesdays. And there are some really interesting numbers. And I don't know, Donnie, how long these will remain posted. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the final week because some of these numbers are basically yes-nos on whether or not a team will win out. 
And we're going to start with the defending Super Bowl champions. We've teased this a little bit throughout our show. An updated win total for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 13 and a half. A 10 and 3 record with four games remaining. The schedule lines up with a home game against the New Orleans Saints, a trip to Carolina at the New York Jets, and then home against the Carolina Panthers. It is a minus 110 price. Either direction, Donnie, lead us off. What do you make of the updated win total for the defending Super Bowl champions? It's, it's funny. You see the 13 and a half, and right away it scares you. Like, oh, I don't know about that one. But this is one of the first times, Kevin, that you will look at a schedule which we've joked about so many times over football season. How does anybody win any football games in the NFL? This is the one that's the exact opposite here. So you take a 10 and 3 Buccaneers team with four games to play. Usually the Saints is a tough game. They're banged up. It's Taysom Hill quarterback. And I know Alvin Kamara came back and he's somewhat healthy here. But you're also looking from a revenge factor. You know who they lost to early in the season? You guessed it. The New Orleans Saints. And you get them at home, which we know Tampa Bay plays quite well there. Moving forward at the Panthers, a team that's just trying to finish out the string of the regular season. No real quarterback. They should handle their business there. And then going to the New York Jets, that should be a very easy victory. And then you take a look here at the Panthers. That, again, should be an easy victory. The Panthers will be out of the playoffs at this time. So if you're looking for a 4-0 and stretch run here for Tampa Bay to cash that ticket, Kevin, I don't see much pushback here. And I don't know where you would find, oh, the Saints will give him trouble because, you know, Sean Payton's a great coach. Okay, uh, Cam Newton's going to throw for 300 yards and three scores. All right. Or the Jets, Zach Wilson puts it all together and all his wide receivers come back off the IR. I don't see it happening here, Kevin. It's one of the easier ones. I think they get to that 14 wins and cover that. I think this is probably my favorite one that I've seen so far since we've been doing this, Donnie. And it's to the over 13 and a half. Nothing in the NFL is guaranteed. I understand that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been a double-digit favorite six times this season. They've covered five of those games. Like, they don't just win when they're a double-digit favorite. They dominate. Now, they were upset once by the Washington football team coming off of their bye, and that was certainly a bad loss. But that Washington team was, was playing well, and, and it was on the road. They're going to be, I believe, Donnie, a double-digit favorite the rest of the way. I think the most difficult game is here against New Orleans, and that requires a still somewhat banged-up Taysom Hill beating the Bucks on the road. The Jets might as well not show up to that game. I'm sorry, I don't care. There is nothing Brady will enjoy more than hanging 40 on that team. I already know Week 17, highest-scoring team. I They're going to be the favorite, and they should be the favorite in that market. You're looking at Carolina with two cracks, Donnie, and we talk about divisional games and how they can be tricky, but this team doesn't even know who their quarterback is in Carolina. You think you're going to upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a mix mash of P.J. Walker and Cam Newton? I can't envision it. And that minus 110 price to me, Donnie, is tremendously fair. If you put together just like estimated lines, right, Donnie, and start clicking away yeah. a, a money line parlay, that's about the number there at a minus 110 price. It really is. Because uh, I believe, Donnie, that this home game against the Saints would be the toughest trip. I don't know what you would project that road at Carolina spread out there, but I'm still thinking they're laying double digits. Yeah, the only tough one that would be, Kevin, is, again, because you're factoring in everybody's playing to win a football game, right? And most of these teams that are heading down the stretch here for Tampa Bay, not everybody technically playing to win, but you also still have the ace card, I guess, for the sportsbook here, is in that last game against Carolina, for some reason it doesn't matter. And you say, well, hold on, if you're thinking Tampa Bay's going to win the next three, that fourth is probably going to clinch it. We don't know for certain that the Green Bay Packers are going to run the table. We don't know for certain that the Arizona Cardinals are going to run the table. What happens if both of those teams, just theoretically, Kevin, lose their next two games and the Buffalo Bills mm -hmm. enter into that final week against Carolina with nothing to play for in a bye week? Yeah, Tom Brady, I want to play, what, one quarter in this game? Mike Evans, hey, I want to get my 1,000 yards to keep my streak alive. Okay, you'll play the first quarter. Chris Godwin, you're not even suiting up here. Gronkowski, good luck. You're already on vacation for the next two weeks here. And that talented defensive line, they're not going to play either. That's the only thing that could trip this up. But if you're looking just at projections, there's a really good chance, Kevin. Week 18 is going to mean everything for the Buccaneers, and they'll be full blast. Also, they are a plus 115 price 
to be the number one seed in the NFC, they can win out and not cash you that ticket. And if they lose a game, right. they're not going to be the number one seed there. So you talk about trying to find a value and bet what makes sense. The next one I want to talk about here is comparable in that it is a price for a team to win out. And I made sure that I put this in, uh, in our show today, Donnie, because I know last week you said you'll be really interested in the Buffalo price after that game against Tampa Bay. Well, here we go. Seven and six, losers of three of their last four, but a manageable schedule, undoubtedly, for the Buffalo Bills, their final four games of the season. The updated win total is 10.5. The over is plus 180. Do you like the Buffalo Bills, Donnie, to win out? Now, that's interesting where the over is plus 180. And you know what that screams here? Because I've been saying for a few weeks now, the Bills have three easy wins on their card, and it starts this weekend. But that one game that's going to be at the Patriots, they are going to be underdogs here. And I'm glad you said the over was 180 because before hearing that price, let's just say it was a minus 110 both sides, I would have said, why are you even betting this to begin with? Just wait until the New, the New England game and bet the money line on the Buffalo Bills because they win that, they're probably going to end up getting that over, but you would probably get a better ticket in your pocket, but not the case here. Now, again, a two-pronged attack here when you're taking a look at the Buffalo Bills. That game versus the Patriots means whether or not to me you're going to get that 11th win or you're going to stay at that 10-win level. But also keep in mind, if there is, again, a scenario where that last game of the season doesn't matter, then the Jets might have a decent chance to beat them. But at the same time, if you're saying to yourself, they're going to beat the Patriots, they're probably going to have to beat the Jets as well to stay ahead of the Patriots in the division here. So this game mm -hmm. is going to come down to that Patriots game. But since you said here that plus 180 to the over, that's the way to do it. Because if they beat the Patriots, they're probably going to run the table anyway. And what would they be in that game against the Patriots? I don't know, getting three points, maybe three and a half. You're not looking at a plus 180 price probably on that money line. So this would be the way to go. But again, Kevin, I'm not sure they beat the New England Patriots now. If Josh Allen was completely healthy, not battling a sprained mm -hmm. foot, I would say, okay, revenge is best served cold here. They're going to take care of the Patriots in New England. And as long as there's no crazy, windy, rainier conditions like that, they're the better football team overall. But I'm not so sure they can get by the New England Patriots. I'm going to have to say under here of the 10 and a half because mm -hmm. I do guarantee they get 10 wins. I'm not so sure they can get to that 11th win. The interesting thing is the minus 220 number right now on that uh, under 10.5. I don't really think you're, anyone would be desperate to bet that because then, as Donnie mentioned, you would just bet the Patriots' money line in that Week 16 matchup here. I'm fascinated to see where that line closes between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots because I think Josh Allen's uh, health, of course, will matter a lot going into that game. I think they saw him uh, out at a play the other day, and they said he was walking around, no limp, no walking boot, which is obviously a good sign. I think what the New England Patriots do up against the Indianapolis Colts will play a big factor in the way that that game will be priced overall. The thing about the Buffalo Bills and what makes Buffalo so tricky, Donnie, though, is they shouldn't lose to the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, or the New York Jets. I'm not even sure they've earned my trust, though, in that. They lost to the Jaguars, scored six points. That happened this season. So, uh, like, the Bucs aren't losing, Donnie, to me, against a bad team down this backstretch here. Buffalo, again, I just don't think has earned that same level of trust. Two other win totals we want to talk about. You keep it right here on the Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FirstYear15 for promotional details. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Total Wednesday. We just talked about two teams whose current over-unders essentially are yes-nos for those football teams to win out. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Buffalo Bills. Those teams, of course, coming off of playing one another. We have two other teams to discuss who are coming off of playing one another. We'll start with, Donnie, the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have an updated win total of 11.5 at a minus 135 price towards the over, plus 115 to the under. The Cowboys right now, 9-4. and four. You would need three more wins over their final four weeks of action to cash this ticket towards the over if you're so inclined to bet that. Donnie, looking through that schedule there at the Giants, home against Washington, home against Arizona, and at the Philadelphia Eagles, what do you think about the Dallas Cowboys' win total of 11.5? This schedule sets up very well for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they're 9-4. and They're first in the NFC East, and that's what I want to preface right here. First in the NFC East, and they are going to win the NFC East, in my estimation here. So if we're taking a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook here, the win total 11.5, what does that mean? They're going to have to pick up three victories out of their final four games. You take a look next week against the Giants. They should handle their business fairly easily against that team. That is a win that gives them 10. So now we're taking a look at the final three games of the season. They're going to play the Washington football team at home, Kevin. So what did that probably mean to us? Probably another victory here because they're better overall than the Washington football team. Maybe they get some of their players back from COVID, but the Dallas Cowboys will be favored and favored heavily in that game. They should win. Here's the interesting part of the next two mm-hmm. games here. You play the Arizona Cardinals. They're going to be probably fighting for the life to just, you know, not only for the number one seed, which I'm not sure they can get, but just for the NFC West in its place here now that the Rams beat them on Monday Night Football. So that's going to leave maybe a loss in that scenario. Now, Look at the Eagles game. I say, hey, if they lose to the Cardinals, they're going to definitely want to beat the Eagles. What if I told you the Philadelphia Eagles were fighting for their playoff lives and they win to get in? I sat in Lincoln Financial Field on the final day of the season where the Eagles absolutely destruction, terror, and mayhem against the Dallas Cowboys to win the division and get into the playoffs. Now, looking at this game, why would you say, like, well, the Dallas Cowboys are going to come to play, right? Will they need to come and play, Kevin? Because if they already have clinched the division here, you're not getting a bye week. Who cares if you improve your seed from, I don't know, the third seed to the fourth seed? It doesn't matter all that much. We've seen Ezekiel Elliott running around on one leg out here with that knee injury. We've now seen Tony Pollard issues with his foot. We've all seen Dak Prescott in a little bit of a slump, and maybe he gets banged up a little bit down the stretch of the season. That talented offensive line with Tyron Smith having trouble staying in the lineup with an ankle. There's a really good chance, Kevin, that that final game of the season at the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys will be playing their backups here. So this is intriguing to me. As much as I think Dallas has the talent to get it done, I'm going to go with the under here. They lose to the Cardinals. They might not even show up in Philadelphia, even play that football game, worrying about the playoffs. Now I'm going to throw you a counter, but then I'm going to back up with what you're saying. Because I do think, Donnie, there is a big difference between three and four this year in the NFC. Because who's ever four almost assuredly will be playing the Los Angeles Rams in the opening round. Nobody wants to be playing the Los Angeles Rams in the opening round. But even if the Niners are piping hot, I don't care. You do not want to line up against a team with all of that talent. However, you've been talking a lot about who might enter Week 18 with nothing to play for. If the Cowboys lose to the Cardinals and they get handed their fifth loss, there is a very real chance going into the last week of the season that the Packers, the Bucks, and the Cardinals are all sat there on three losses, which means the Dallas Cowboys might be literally the only team in the entire NFL with postseason implications sat there, Donnie, stuck as the fourth seed in the NFC, in which case 
they will bench everybody because they know then the next week they're playing the Los Angeles Rams and there's no Dak Prescott. There's no Ezekiel Elliott probably or Tony Pollard or Tyrone Smith or CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper and so on and so forth. And that to me feels very, very legitimate to where now you basically, in a weird way, Donnie, the, the, it, the number you would want actually is 12 and a half. You would want for this team to need to win out and beat the Arizona Cardinals because the way this schedule lines up, if they lose to Arizona, it is very likely then they're not going to be playing their guys week 18. Because I still think, Donnie, there's a difference between playing the Rams and anybody else here, but they might not have a choice. No, they might not have a choice. And that's the best part about it here, Kevin, because if you're just looking from a schedule, you know, you look at the schedule to open up the season, you go through wins, loss, wins, loss, wins, loss, and you don't really look towards the end of the year saying, well, this team might make it in, this team doesn't need it. But now we know who actually needs what. And rest is a real thing in the NFL. We talk about so many times in the NBA, Kevin, who cares where the Lakers finish as long as they're in the playoffs and the big guys are healthier. Same thing with the Brooklyn Nets. Same thing with just about every team in the NBA. It's the same in the NFL. You're trying to tell me in a meaningless game where maybe you can move up in seeding, you would risk and say, oh, we just lost Zeke for the playoffs. Oh, boy, Michael Parsons, yeah, hamstring injury in the cold weather in Philadelphia. Boy, that's really going to help you make a playoff run. Rest is the most important thing in the NFL. If Dallas technically cannot move up in the seedings, they are going to rest everybody in Philadelphia. Whether or not the Dallas Cowboys say, hey, we'd like to kick the Eagles out of the playoffs, that doesn't matter. You worry about what you can do in-house here, and if they have the division wrapped up, they're not going to play football yeah. in Philadelphia to end the season. No doubt about it. Last team, Donnie, the Washington football team. Really interesting number, seven and a half, a six and seven record, a minus 105 over, a minus 115 under. Four games left, three of the four on the road, all four games against the NFC East. This is a Washington football team that I have slandered year long. Then they hit a four-game win streak, and Boy, it felt like every single week you warned that that team was going to be dangerous, and they were. And they now lost to the Dallas Cowboys, and they have a monster game at Philadelphia this coming week. What do you make of the Washington football team here, Donnie, at a seven-and-a-half number? This is the best one on the board that we talked about. Not from a betting perspective, but from you can have both sides of an argument and play these out. Let's take a look at what they have for the final four games here. They sit with six wins, so obviously to get the seven and a half, they need two more wins. So you say, oh, it's probably doable here because they're going to play the NFC East, and I understand that. They're getting the NFC East at the wrong time over the next two weeks here. They're going to be at the Philadelphia Eagles, and their COVID crisis down there, they're a decent offense. But if you have nobody on your defensive line, you know the Eagles want to run the football. The Eagles are going to win this game against them. And then you take a look at the following week in Dallas. You're not as talented as Dallas. That's going to be back-to-back -back road losses. But again, you're still not out of it here if you're looking from a seven-and-a-half perspective. Take a look at the Philadelphia Eagles, which you will have at home here. There's a chance that they're going to get guys back from COVID here and be much more healthier when they show up to that game here's the issue did you watch the game in Washington this past weekend where the Dallas Cowboys came to town and every time there was a big play on the field for Dallas it sounded like they were in AT&T Stadium I got news for you that game if it means anything for the Philadelphia Eagles in a couple weeks FedEx Field will be taken over by Eagles fans a de facto home game for the Eagles who probably need that more than the Washington football team so I look at that game as the swing game because the final game against the Giants I think they're overall better than the Giants and they'll win that game. But if you think they can beat the Eagles at home on January 2nd, then it's going to be an over as it sits right now. Is there a chance they can do that? Yes. But if I think the Philadelphia Eagles are coming on strong at the end of the season, the Eagles should win that game as well. It's hard to say, but I don't think they can get that seven and a half wins here. I'll take the under here, Kevin. It's just a tough spot, Donnie, where they can lose every single one of these games. I don't feel good about this team. I don't feel, you know, oh, they can win all of them. Eh, in a vacuum, sure, right? But this is a spot where even that last game against the Giants isn't a guarantee. So many times, no. Donnie, we line these games up and we have a lot of, that's good, okay, that's bad. That Like, this is a spot where, now I'll say this, you love over if they're able to upset the Philadelphia Eagles this week, but that's paying out at a much better price, much better price here. I agree with Donnie. I think this points towards the under- on the Washington football team here, but I understand if, if 
I'll say this as well. If you like this over number, I think you're all better off. I think eight and nine can probably still get you to that last spot in the NFC, depending on how tiebreakers shake out. Three to one to be a wild card team. Different things like that can make some sense there. That'll wrap up the NFL win totals here. It gives us just enough time to talk quickly some college basketball. It's not a great slate, but what this slate does offer, the three best teams from the Pac-12 all in action. Three teams from the Pac-12 have already climbed inside the top 10 in the AP Top 25. UCLA, number four. We all know the magical run that they made last season in the tournament. USC up to 10, and the Arizona Wildcats, after their win on the road against Illinois, up to 8, Donnie. It's interesting as well that the odds to win the Pac-12 right now still have UCLA as a favorite. Arizona, though, not far behind at plus 150. USC, a bit of a gap at 5-1. to one. But the odds for the national championship here are still continuing to tighten up for a lot of these teams. Any early takeaways from still a small sample size, but a sample size that's impressed for these Pac-12 big groups? Yeah, you know what's the, the most interesting part about it overall, Kevin? You take a look here. USC, top 10 in the country. UCLA Bruins, top 10 in the country. Arizona Wildcats, top 10 in the country. So you try to equate it on the FanDuel Sportsbook to what the overall odds are, right? UCLA plus 140, Arizona plus 150, and then USC at a 5-1 to one price. If I'm just looking at prices right now knowing the talent levels of these teams, I'm taking USC at a 5-1 to one price because also, Kevin, the same thing that we're looking at here for the NFL and the NBA and hockey, we don't know how COVID is going to take control of of the college basketball season and how it plays out where guys might be missing time two weeks or three weeks here and that might be damaging so forget about winning a national championship that matters when you're trying to win the conference if you have your starting lineup out for two weeks which is four or five games that might impact it give me the team at five to one year kevin usc and not only that though don you talk about value but in terms of the national championship usc is 50 five to one outside of the top 20 for best odds it's an interesting price for the 10th team in the country we talk nba action next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. NBA preview time here on this Wednesday. Big slate impacted by COVID in a couple of spots. One of those spots, Donnie, will end up being the game with the Los Angeles Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks. Now, we'll break this game down for where it currently stands, which has the Mavericks as a slight favorite here. This can rotate and a total at 215. But, Donnie, if yesterday was any indication of what we saw from the Brooklyn Nets, you can make a very strong argument it's about the Dallas Mavericks right now and think to yourself, there is, I don't know, is it perhaps favored, Donnie, that two to three to four more Los Angeles Lakers could end up on the COVID list and then miss this game? You're right. 
But when you take a look at it, Kevin, from the opposite direction, let's just say you say, okay, the Lakers are having a COVID outbreak. They couldn't practice, and, you know, that's already going to harm them. They have to fly in and play the Dallas Mavericks. Let me jump on the Mavericks. Only to at 3.30 where they say, oh, by the way, uh, Kristaps Porzingis is not going to play in this basketball game. And also keep in mind, I'm looking at the projected starting lineup tonight. Somebody's missing here, Kevin. Jalen Brunson, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Porzingis, and Dwight Powell. So I don't know what to anticipate from this game. And this is, you know, to a larger picture when we talk about, you know, betting in the NFL during the week and so many guys test positive. Case in point, yesterday, you're waiting for this game to take place with the Brooklyn Nets and the Toronto Raptors. And the only mm-hmm. question on your mind early was, hey, I wonder if KD plays in this game. And then all of a sudden, everybody else was out. Betting the NBA games early and not right up till the, you know, starting gate doesn't make a lot of sense anymore now, particularly with what's going around with COVID. We could see Russell Westbrook and LeBron James in COVID protocols by the end of the day. We just don't know, Kevin. It's wild to try to jump ahead of some of these lines by mid-afternoon. This game might be in shambles. Doncic, as you mentioned, already ruled out. Anthony Davis questionable for the game. That has nothing to even do with COVID. And one of the other tricky aspects of this, Donnie, is that total. Because yesterday, that game between the Nets and the Raptors, I thought the under made a lot of sense. Shorthanded for the Brooklyn Nets. Raptors on the second leg of a back-to-back. Each team had entered with some considerable under trends. In this game here, the Mavericks have played seven straight unders, eight of their last nine. The Lakers have played four straight unders, five of their last six. And yet we were sat there watching that game between the Raptors and the Nets, and they put up 260 points. I mean, they put up 240 points in regulation. So there's really no telling. Perhaps the the offenses will struggle, Donnie, if this is a game between two shorthanded teams, or perhaps it's the defense that'll go, and this game will feature a, a wild 230-plus point performance from the two combined. You're right. Did you take a look at the game last night? Now, again, I, I love reviewing games and where we went wrong and right. There wasn't a lot of wrongs in that game because everything that you just about touched, three-point props, player props, all went over, including the game itself. But before, you're right. You would say, like, okay, there's only eight players uh, probably going to play to the under because those guys will be tired. But you also have to understand the mindset of when you're coming in shorthanded here. You can't be a rim protector like Claxton and say, I'm going to block every shot at the rim, and you'd be fouled out by the end of the first quarter, which in a regular uh, – he's in foul trouble tonight, no big deal we got three other guys you have nobody else to go to so maybe you take a look and it's a lot of James Harden-esque defense like hey go ahead and get to the rim I'm not going to a waste my energy and b foul you so I'm out of this game that's something to keep an eye on when we're taking a look at some of these short-term you know solutions where only maybe eight or nine guys are available in games because last night you know the the thought process again would have been like hey they're going to be tired and then you say well, wait a second you can't foul which means I can't rim protect I'm not going to play hard defense I'm not going to come over screens and force fouls and issues at that point so that might play into it here. But again, betting totals here as we try to play out. It's fun to talk about, but boy, it's madness when you actually try to lay down that wage and say, boy, I was really wrong on that one. Or, oh, I didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. With all of the question marks, there are no listed props just yet for this game. I'm interested to see what they do with the LeBron point total, especially if Anthony Davis is out. LeBron James has scored 30 or more points in six of his last eight games. I don't know if people are realizing this. I don't know if if I'm like in crazy land where LeBron is somehow going under the radar, but that kind of seems to be the case. I saw a respected person within this industry question if LeBron was still at an all-star level. I know I've made this complaint before, but I will never get over that insane complaint. The guy is still very clearly a top five player at worst in this sport. I'm interested to see what they do with the LeBron number. I think we've talked about it quite a bit, Donnie. The, you know, 25-plus points in a Laker win, those player performance doubles often make sense, and it perhaps could make sense for this game again. Now, the game that is kind of the the COVID game, I guess, which is a, a shame to say, uh, the Bucks and the Pacers here, Milwaukee, short-handed. No Cousins. Mm. Dante DiVincenzo was supposed to come back out. And, of course, the main event, no Giannis Antetokounmpo. Middleton is questionable. I would be pretty surprised if he played in this basketball game here against the Indiana Pacers. The early line has the Milwaukee Bucks as a one-point favorite and the total at 217. 
Man, you know where I'm going in this game. You see a couple uh-huh. shorthanded players on the Milwaukee Bucks here at the right positions. So if I'm looking at that anticipated starting lineup, Drew Holiday, sign me up for some threes. Grayson Allen, yeah, you got it. Oh, Pat Connaughton, extra looks behind the arc. Yeah, that sounds right here. And we'll see if Chris Middleton does play or not. But I actually would like if he didn't play, which means much more minutes for Grayson Allen and also Pat Connaughton. But I know, Kevin, you know, here's what you're worried about tonight, right? You're at home in Milwaukee. You got to have at least one Anthony Kupo in the starting lineup tonight. That's right. So you know who's going to get announced last tonight if he does start? Thanasis, not Giannis, which would be That's amazing right. to see him run out on the court and own that arena mm-hmm. tonight. But looking more individually here, Kevin, you also take a look from a Indiana Pacers perspective here. Brogdon, Duarte, Levert, Sabonis, and Turner. They're going to be live tonight. That team is going to, anytime you take Giannis out of the equation and Middleton, who probably won't suit up here or anticipating not suiting up, there's a lot more three-point shots to go down, which is a good thing for betting props. But also, if those three-point shots aren't going down, you can't just throw the football. See that? See what the term about the use here? Throw the football to Giannis (laughs) and have him barrel over nine guys and get to the free throw line. It's going to be impressive to watch, but I am excited for this one tonight. Three-pointers? Oh, line me up. Donnie is like the only person in the world who hears, hey, Giannis isn't playing, goes, I can't wait to bet that game. And it is nothing to do with fading the Bucks and everything to do with backing some of the other guys. I will say this, post an asses props, post an asses props, post an asses props, please post Thanasis props. I love Thanasis. I hope he gets out there, gets wild, ultimate warrior style, starts shaking ropes. I'll add this quickly on the game overall. The Indiana Pacers have delivered in the way that the only, like, this is what the NBA does. They go, all right, we're going to trade our whole team. And then the Pacers have covered every single game since that report has come out. I mean, what a tough world, Donnie, where people go, psh, these guys must give up. I'm fading the Pacers left and right. And you are just taking body blow after body blow here. The Pacers went out there. They blasted the Knicks. They blasted the Mavs. They cover against Golden State. This could be another good spot to back the Indiana Pacers. Also a quick trend for you on DeMontis Sabonis and his over-under of 19.5 points. He's cash over in four consecutive and five of six in the month of December. Another interesting game, Donnie, the 76ers and the Miami Heat. A couple of banged up teams here in action. Philly is the home favorite, of course, tonight. That number right now is a five and a half point spread with a low total of 208. Some question marks around Steph, uh, Seth Curry, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler already ruled out. Tyler Hero's status is up in the air. But whenever the Sixers and the Heat uh, meet, Donnie, it always feels like a big game to me. No, it does. Uh, Dwayne Dedman in the starting lineup. That sounds big time. Gabe Vincent in the starting lineup here for the Miami Heat. What is going on in the NBA? Yes, that's why you're saying injuries and COVID catching up to us. But also, keep in mind, Kevin, for the Philadelphia 76ers that are a roughly five-and-a-half-point favorite here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, an over-under of 208. Sixers are going to be in a back-to-back here, right? They're going to play tonight and then play the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow. So does that mean Joel Embiid plays tonight and doesn't play tomorrow? I doubt he plays both of those games. So another one of those where you're trying to line up and see exactly what makes sense and firing on these games like we do typically on the early line before 9 a.m. Eastern, it's going to be a tough one here because we don't know who's going to show up in the starting lineup overall. But the one thing I do know is Kyle Lowry holding his weight there. Duncan Robinson, we know he's going to let loose here. Also, Tyler Hero coming off the bench. There's going to be a lot of shots available here. And as you know, Kevin, watching these games live and on the FanDuel Sportsbook, getting into the markets of three-point props live here, you know my guy coming off the bench here. He's good for at least five triples from the outside shooting volume-wise. It's my guy Max Struss here. See if we can find some value in some of these bench players because now more than ever, Kevin, as you look across the NBA, all these COVID protocols here, a lot of bench guys get a lot more minutes in these games, and sometimes that can equate to extra dollars in your pocket if you pick the right guys. The Heat and the Bulls delivered an all-time game over the weekend where they were cashing three-point player props in the opening quarter of that game. I will let you know when it comes, though, to the Miami Heat, They have been somewhat simple this year. If you are a trend better, if they're a dog, you bet the Miami Heat. Eight and two against the spread as an underdog this season. The Sixers actually only four and eight against the number at home. 
Five and a half might be too many. I think Donnie makes some really, really good points about whether or not Joel Embiid actually makes the starting gate here for this game tonight. Certainly enough time, Donnie, to bring up the other primetime game, which will feature the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers continue to be without Paul George. Probably, it's, Again, I know this is kind of the ebbs and flows in the NBA season. A lot of people feel like Christmas Day is the true opening day. I understand that. But the Paul George mm-hmm. injury, I feel like, has been a little bit under the radar. It's required Reggie Jackson to step up. He's done that admirably. They've been able to go out there win four games in a row, but they're playing a Utah team, Donnie, that's hot in their own right. Winners of, I believe, six or uh, seven seven consecutive games coming in tonight. They are an eight-and-a-half point favorite right now, and the total for this basket, or excuse me, nine-and-a-half point favorite with no total listed at the moment. Yeah, Mike Connolly, Donovan Mitchell, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, Gobert. And also, this is a very deep bench here that you have for the Utah Jazz, so it does make sense, and also playing at elevation. But, you know, you brought up a pretty good point here. Without Paul George, ah, what are they going to do here with the Clippers? Well, they have won four straight games, and they're giving some honest efforts each and every night. Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Paul George, Marcus Morrison, Zubach expected to be in the starting lineups for this one. This one tips off at 10 o'clock, Kevin, as I like to say in this one. Probably going to be a great game, and I'll find out the results the following morning. <laughs> It'll be interesting, though, because typically, Donnie, when it comes to the primetime games, they like to hand out a, a couple of boosts. I think the Paul yeah. George tag, I don't know if he's out or questionable, but I'll be interested to see with what they'll do with a guy like perhaps could a, a Reggie Jackson be involved? Could a Donovan Mitchell be involved? I am sure they will find a couple of different markets to provide for us here in prime time just to also bring up one final game because this is almost a Super Bowl type of matchup for DRS and what he likes to bet. It's why it fits the rundown today. The Orlando Magic host the Atlanta Hawks. These are two of Donnie's top five teams, I think, when it comes to three-point player props here. Donnie, I know you don't care about the eight-point spread on the road for Atlanta, nor the 224.5, which is a pretty good total. I know this is all about the Wagners and Trey Young and Herter and Bogdanovich. Yeah, and you guys know I like to change, like, in my studio here, put up different jerseys throughout the year. I mean, it might be time to start talking about some Orlando Magic jerseys. Maybe a Cole Anthony, mm. Franz Wagner, dare I say, Terrence Ross off of the bench. Who you know is good tonight, people, for at least one three-point shot made. And the fact that I get Trey Young, a boy, Kevin Herter, let me down. Do I jump on the Herter train back tonight where maybe he gets it going from behind the arc? That's going to be a good possibility. But anytime you see, Kevin, a 224 between two of my favorite yeah. teams, we're going to be heavily invested tonight before we even take the air for in-play sports tonight. I know that that is true. You also have the Orlando Magic coming home after a five-game West Coast trip. Home cooking, feeling good, in the building, ready to make some three-point shots. Keep it right here on SportsGrid as Donnie closes out the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. 
Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Final segment today of the early line for a Wednesday hump day. The NBA is going to take center stage. We get football back in our life tomorrow with bowl season. But as always, before we get out of here on the early line, you have to listen up. All right, people, listen up. You know me. I'm a little bit older, you know, 44 years old. I like to yell at the clouds a lot. Sometimes the big moments, I poo-poo them a little bit, but not last night at the Garden. Special last night. Steph Curry on the biggest stage in the mecca of NBA basketball, Madison Square Garden, sets the all-time record for three-point shots made in an NBA career and did it basically in half the time that Ray Allen did it in. Sensational stuff. And what I love about the crowd here in New York City, they understand basketball, right? Sure, they want the Knicks to win. But they know they're about to witness history and understand the bigness of that moment. So when Steph Curry rained his first three down, the entire crowd was on their feet waiting for that second three-point shot to fall. And it didn't take long for that third point, for that second three-point shot to go down. They stopped the game. They recognized a standing ovation. Pictures were taken. Stuff was being run on the scoreboard. You saw Ray Allen in attendance. Also, you know, Reggie Miller calling the game flew his parents in. It was a monster moment, and I'm glad the NBA picked up on this because when you're watching stuff go down historically, we all want to partake. Steph Curry is one of the greatest shooters in NBA history, now wears the crown as the best overall shooter that we've ever seen. And the reason I bring this up is because the NFL missed a moment just a few weeks back where Tom Brady passed over you know, the next guy to become the all-time leading passer in the NFL, and he didn't stop the game. We didn't get a chance to acknowledge it. Sometimes these sports athletes on the biggest stage understand that sometimes it's not always about them, even though they are in the spotlight. But the fact that he let the crowd in, made a moment of appreciation, sat back and took it all in, was fantastic stuff in the NBA. And the NBA does a lot of things wrong, but they do a lot of things right as well. Last night in Madison Square Garden was absolutely sensational. Congratulations to Steph Curry, the all-time three-point leading champ in NBA history. That was great stuff. We know us is great stuff. Ben Stevens coming up right here on the morning after from 9 to 12, right here on the grid. For Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh in the early line, we'll see you guys tomorrow. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.